The Bible teaches us a different way of thinking about trials, to count it all joy when we experience various trials. That can be easy to read, but very difficult to do. Fifteen years ago, John Bishop lost his memory completely as a result of meningitis. In the years that followed, there were many difficulties the Bishop family faced. That night I heard things so bad, and I listened to Psalm, and it said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, Psalm 34, 8. Blessed is the man trusted in him. And I said, God, I'm going to believe you're good. If I never get better, i still going to believe you're good because that's what your word says. And I said, Lord, this must be what faith means is believing you even when I don't feel like it. So I'm going to believe God good whether I feel good or not. I'm going to believe God good whether I get better or not. Just cause the Bible say it. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. No matter what happens in your life, can you say, God is so good and all his ways are good? Stay tuned. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. This past weekend, we had a wedding. My daughter, Katie, became uh, Mrs. Katie Walker. And uh, How'd you do? I was fine. I was thinking back to how all marriages start, and they all start with hopes and dreams and uh, the expectation of a storybook romance, and they all live happily ever after, that at, kind of a fairy tale scenario. At least that's what we think is going to happen. But when uh, we start out a marriage relationship, we have no idea what God has in store for our spouse or for us as a couple. Yeah, and as we've been hearing this week, John and Donna Bishop experienced a unique circumstance in their marriage 13 years ago when he lost all memory. And the the story had to begin again with a whole new set of circumstances. The, the love story had to start up again from scratch. And yet uh, it's been remarkable to hear how God has sustained this couple and to hear them testify to his goodness in the midst of this kind of adversity. And, you know, I want to turn to the listener at this point before you hear the rest of the story. And I want to encourage you to order a bunch of CDs mm. and pass them out to your your buddies. I've already done that. I took. I, I have took... too, Bob. I'm telling you, um, <laughs> I'm going to talk to the folks down at the warehouse, and I'm going to see if we can't make a deal so that you can order these uh, this story in quantity and um, pass it out at church, pass it out in your neighborhood. This is going to be a story that I think uh, is going to touch literally millions of people's lives around the nation. Well, and as we hear part three of this story, we're beginning to get a picture of the tremendous impact John's illness had on a marriage and on a family. I mean, here were John and Donna raising three sons. It was hard on the boys. I think it's probably hardest maybe on my youngest son because he's 10 years old. And I remember one day uh, Luke came to me and he said, Mom, it's not fair because my brothers had a daddy that got to play ball with him and go hunting with him and do fun things with him. And, and, um, he caught me on an up day there. So I said, uh, 
I said, I know, but, you know, the Lord's going to let him be special in a different way than he was with your brothers. And um, so I thank the Lord. My my youngest son, he's he's a good boy, and I thank the Lord. And I think him and his dad are close. And That, had, that just, had to break your heart, though, for your son to say – it's not fair. I want a daddy like my brothers had. I know it was, it was. I struggled with the things. I was going to tell you that when uh, I remember one night John was laying on the couch there and he said, "You know, it's okay, God, that you let me be sick." Well, when he said that, you know, I said, "Oh no, it's not okay." <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, because I just kept saying, "You know, Lord, you know, I married that other man back there, and I just would like to go back to that." And and I struggled. That was that was one of my struggles with the Lord, just saying, "Okay, Lord, it's it's okay." And it was easier for Him to say it than than for me to say it. I just had a hard time. And so the Lord and I've had many discussions over this. And do you feel like you've had two husbands? Yes, sir. I sure do. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's the part of John before the illness? that you miss the most? Probably the part to just take the leadership and go on and just the energy just to go on and keep going and so do things. So he was a leader. He was leading you and the family and the church and take yes, it, taking you in a direction. Yes, sir. And he was, you know, just not never stop, just keep going. And What's the part of the new John that you like the best? I like the best part is um, he's very loving, very kind, I guess the Lord slowed him down, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he slows down, and he appreciates things, and it's just, you know, when we slow down, it's amazing how many things we've learned to miss, you know, that that we have missed along the way till we slow down. John, as you hear your wife describe John prior to 1995, mm-hmm. prior to the illness, as a man— and you are a man. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you you have to be like all the rest of us who want to say, I want to be that man now. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that? Yes, I do. And yet uh, they had some tapes of me preaching before my illness. But one day I listening to one of my messages, and I was pretty harsh. And I was listening, and I thought, I don't like that guy. And I took tape out and threw it out window. <laughs> and uh, I like the new me better. And uh, But, you know, my Donna puts it this way. She said, before my illness, I sort of knock him over the head. But now I grab him by the heart. But, you know, I think the Lord just decided, if I'm going to use John, I'm going to break him all the way down start over. And... Uh, but what I know of me before and what she's telling me and so forth, I like the new me. And things don't bother me maybe like bother other people because I've been through just so much and um, not a whole lot more I could u- lose, you know. So, okay, that part of it, let's go on. And I have a good time. I tell people I'm a few fries short of a Happy Meal, but I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in in circumstances like this, it's not unusual for people to say, Lord, why me? Why is this the path you put me on? And it's not just the person who goes through the meningitis who asks that, but it's the person who's caring for the person who goes through the meningitis. How have you wrestled with the why me question, Donna? I have wrestled with it. That's, uh, you know, why, you know, I kept telling the Lord, Lord, we were fine. You know, we were fine. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the Lord has just showed me, Donna, I have something special for you. And we have, I have learned so many things through this. And I thank the Lord 
that he's brought us through this because um, I love him more and I love him in a different way. And it just it's closer and it's and God's able to use us. And if we're just willing to say, okay, Lord, it's all right. Whatever you bring to my life, I know it's for my good. And um, when every day when I surrender a new thing that I was, okay, Lord, you can have that. And I was just struggled. I hung on to the the back things, I guess because I could remember them. I, I hung on to the things of my past. And so, um, but every time I surrender, it was just so much better. And the Lord just eased and gave me so much comfort in knowing that, that the Lord has a reason for it. This is almost an impossible question for you to answer. But if if the Lord came to you today and said, okay, um, I'll give you the old John, and we'll we'll start from here with things the way they were, and we'll take away everything of the last fifteen years. That's a hard question. You can have your choice. What do you want? If you could go back and undo the last fifteen years and just kind of be on the path you were on, which is what you longed for at some point, would you pick that? Do you think? No, sir. I just I take what what the Lord's given us. I really would. You'd say this path this, this has been the right one for me. Yes, sir. I I think you know if you'd asked me that a few years ago, I probably said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know that I know that God. This is this is God's plan for my life, and it's it's okay. It's back to what John said earlier. God's good, mm-hmm. and He's right. Yes, sir. And blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Even though it's not been easy. You've begun to experience some of the benefit yes, sir, of the pain that you've been through. Can you share some of those benefits, what they would be? It's a closer relationship with the Lord. Also, faith, just knowing that God's going to take care of us regardless of what we go through. And uh, Give us an illustration of that. How has he provided for you? Oh, he's taking care of everything. I mean, we have more than we need. We just... Uh, as far as the physical things, God supplies everything. Just every time he goes to the hospital, I think, oh, here we go again, you know. But the Lord always takes care of everything, and everything's always just paid. We're never, you know, late on bills. It just God takes care of everything. And also our spiritual, God takes care of us spiritually too and, and gives us courage and strength. And, and I think one thing that really touches my heart too is, you know, when John was in the hospital, you know, he'd just say the name of God. I knew he's praying to the Lord. And, you know, God does, he never leaves us or forsakes us regardless. And so, you know, John might have forgot everything, and John went that hard. I couldn't go through those things, time with him, but the Lord was with him yeah. all the way through it. doesn't matter how how hard it gets. He's there. And so how hard it gets on me or whoever, God is there, and we just got to trust him. John, you have anything to add to that? Well, the Lord gives us grace not just endure, but in joy. And, uh, you know, he doesn't just say, okay, I'll give you enough grace, endure this. There are times of endurance, but most time it's enjoyment. And I get to travel, and I really cannot get to all the places people have invited me. It's just incredible. That's how I met one of your staff. I took my first trip, California, by myself and um, on an airplane. I told my Donna I can do it. What's your What's your vision? What, what is it again? I'm blind, legally blind. But it's no. But it's twenty what? I don't know the number. 
I can one eye, I can just make out figures like I can tell you're there, but I, I wouldn't be able to recognize you. Now, with these goggles that I have under here, I can read if I'm up close. Hmm. And um, so how do you negotiate steps um, to get on a plane and to travel to California? You know, people are so nice to blind people. If you got that cane, they get out of your way. <laughs> and I and I just able to make it through. And I called her and I was there at the place. And I said, Donna, nobody's speaking English here. Where am I? <laughs> You're in California. <laughs> she, she, she teasing. I was teasing her like I ended up in another country or something. But, you know, it's been fun. One time I went and heard a speaker. She wasn't with me. So. And this man said, I know some of you out there got skeletons in your closet. Well, I've not been taught that yet. And I'm thinking real. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, mercy. If I knew somebody like that, I'd tell on them, you know. <laughs> and who would do that? You know, what skeleton is it? And I got home and I said, Donna, that man knew people. There were skeletons. And he wouldn't tell on them. I, and she then had to explain to me. So I am learning all those things. But I do have fun. I do. And the Lord has been uh, – just give me joy as well um, through the trials and – I'm not always laughing, but I love hearing you because you all laugh a lot, and I love being around happy people. And so, do you um, still like to eat dessert first? Oh, I do. <laughs> I love chocolate too. And um, but I wait till after I eat all the other all real the vegetables. Good. Yes, yeah. sir, I do. You mentioned that your ministry now is helping people who hurt. Yes. Can you share with us? Maybe a special person that you've had the privilege that God has allowed your path to cross, where you've been able to put your arm around them and, and share your sufferings? Yes, it's been um, very many special people, but I think of one that's maybe very special. Um, a couple I met on plane, and um, I have a track, two of them, that it's called God is So Good. And I give my testimony. And um, so I handed it to them, and I call it a brochure because they understand that terminology better usually. And I handed it to the lady. And the way I do this, Dennis, on planes, I'll give them this brochure, and I'll say, you know, this tells how the Lord helped me through a difficult time. Have you ever been through a difficult time? And I have heard so many things. It's just incredible what I've heard. Well, they'll take the brochure and pretty soon the lady crying. And I look over at her and her husband on the other side of her. And I said, well, I knew it wasn't very good, but I didn't think it was that bad. And <laughs> she, uh, she said, no, sir. She said, John, um, the truth is we buried our second child two weeks ago. And uh, the first one was killed in a um, hold-up robbery. And a year to the day, the dad taken his 17-year-old son just to get out of the house the day that their daughter had died and this boy's sister, they went hunting. And a terrible accident happened, and the boy was killed. And she looked over, and he looked over, and they said, we're getting away for a while. But this is what we needed to be reminded that God is good because mm. if he's not good, we don't have any hope. No. None at all. No. 
But because he's good, we will see him one day, and we know there's something better. And that really stood out, and we hugged each other, and they went on. But I've had a lot of opportunities in places where I've been. People come up, and most a lot of times people come up and cry because their mate left them. And many times when long traumatic illness hit a mate in midlife, 70%, one person told me 70% of mates walk away at one time. Now, if it happened later in life, they usually stay. But midlife, like it happened to us, and they'll come up and say, I wish my mate had stayed. I wish my mate had loved me. And so I feel so blessed. But I tell them this. I'll give them a hug, and I'll say, you know, just because they walked out, God didn't. He's still there. So I I love helping hurting people. I love people. I do. Neither one of you walked out. In fact, um, how many years after this illness did you restate your vows to one another? It's about four years, I think, later. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Oh, they had us up little First Baptist Church in Morrisonville, Illinois. It's a small country town. She raised on farm, and and um, so uh, they were having me speak that morning. I just barely, when I say speaking, then Dennis, I could speak about ten or fifteen minutes on a high chair. That's how I preached. And uh, so after I got done, they said we're going to have a wedding this afternoon. And I said to my Donna, oh, boy, I hadn't been one of them yet. And then he said, it's yours. And they brought back the pastor that had married us. Uh. And they brought back the best man and best woman and all of those, you know, part of the bride uh, or or the bridal party, wedding party, and brought them all back. And, um, and that afternoon, and I, what I got tickled at, my Donna, at that time, my vision distorted, and when I would go to kiss her, I'd miss her lips. And she said right before we walked down, now, John, when he said, kiss the bride, you hold still. I don't want you miss in front of everybody. I said, pucker up, woman. I do my own kissing. <laughs> so, but it, that was so special. And it, I tell you, the Lord has been so good to give us special times like that. But I tell you, we all cried that day. Oh, I bet, Donna. I'm thinking of you standing with your husband four years after the illness and saying again, for better, for worse, in sickness, in health. That meant more to you saying it then than Mm -hmm. back when you were, I don't know, 19, 20, 21 years old when you got married the first time, didn't it? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Sure did. I, I just, when I said it, that time it just it meant so much and you might say it was easier because I've been through so much and so now you kind of know more what's going on what could happen and it was a great time we have a good time we travel uh, usually at his expense because you know because he can't see good so he's fallen we've fallen down escalators and uh, just had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anybody describe that as a great time. I've been on the. Uh, the escalator where the luggage is. I fell in there one carousel one time. I know now why they have emergency stop button. (laughs) People like me. John, when you started losing your eyesight eight Mm -hmm. months ago, you had to think, you know, Lord, haven't I had enough 
I mean, couldn't yes. couldn't we just keep the eyes? That would sure be helpful. Yes. Oh, Bob, that was one of the biggest struggles. People will never know. You know, I I should have been able to ace that one after what I've been through. Oh, okay, here's just another. But I tell you, I struggled. And I said, I, at first, I couldn't believe it happening. I thought, surely not. Then I thought, oh, this just be two or three weeks, and the Lord say, okay, I just testing you. But it went on and on and on. And um, But it, I almost felt like when Abraham was asked to give his son, and I thought of my sight, and I said, oh, I remember I'd tell God, okay, Lord, not my will, thine be done. And um, then I had to tell him, I'm sorry, Lord, I didn't mean it like I needed to tell him. But, I mean, I I knew I was just saying the words because my ministry had been built around telling people that we can trust the Lord with anything and we can go on. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. And I lost my joy over this. Oh, God, I said, I'm so sorry. And it was just like I raised a knife. And I believe Abraham, when God told him off her son, I think probably at the time God knew he really would do it, he stopped him and said, okay. And I finally got a point, okay, God, if you want the eyes to, that is okay. I really do mean it. And um, But that really was a big struggle for me. I should have been stronger, but I wasn't. And a struggle for you as well because it means your caretaking has just increased significantly. Yes, sir. It sure did. Uh, we Before he was able to travel because he could see, you know, he was able to travel some on his own. But uh, this uh, brought us together. <laughs> John, I, I, I was told when uh, you were going to come down here that just from an illness standpoint and battling all that you're battling, you might not have the stamina. Mm-hmm. You've done remarkable. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you're, you're hanging in there with Bob's tough questions and <laughs> and um, any headaches. You feeling okay? Yes, I I do have headache and. My pain level each day, Bob, is around uh, 5 or 6, between 1 and 10. When it gets to 7, I have to medicate it a little bit. Uh, 8 and 9, I can live with. If it gets 10, I have to go emergency room. I'm getting stronger, but I'm not quite able to handle 10. So where are you today, right now? I'm about a 7 day. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. I don't know many people with a 7 Who'd be doing radio, or or smiling, or laughing, or talking about how good God is, and and I, I think what our listeners don't see is uh, really the smile on both their faces. That's what I appreciate about him is he can be hurting so bad, but he still keeps going, and I'm thankful. As a wife, you you don't realize how how much that means to a wife. Mm. So he doesn't complain. And so he complains some, yes, but no, yeah. not. No, not like he, not like I would. <laughs> I know why the Lord didn't give me the yeah. headaches. <laughs> not like he could because of what he's. Oh yes, sir. What he's yes, going sir. through. No, I tried to be good he's, to her. She's been so good to me, and I love her. And he's very good. I I want to make her happy. I tell the I have two big goals in my life. Number one, make the Lord happy. Number two, make my wife happy. <laughs> and 
I love to be able to do that and get her things. And when I learned I'm supposed to love her as much as Christ loved church and gave himself for, I remember when that I heard that. Wow, that a lot of love. I got to work a whole bunch on this. And there's nothing world I wouldn't do for her. And she wouldn't ask me to do something wrong or bad. And but I think how good the Lord been to me. He's given me so many things. So I just love being able to do things for her. I know there's one other thing you love to do too, though. What's that? You love to introduce people. I do. To the king of the universe. Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly, there have been those who've heard your story who don't, who don't know him and who mm-hmm. need to. Would you like to take their hand in yours and place mm-hmm. it in God's hand, explain to them how they can come into a relationship with Jesus Christ uh-huh. and with the Lord God Almighty? Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Give me opportunity. The Bible says the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. And if people could just stop, and even if they've been through hard times, difficult times, realize that God in his goodness gave his son Jesus for us, that we might be saved and forgiven and be with him one day. Um, You see, when I die, all my suffering over. I read in Book of Revelation where John said, In that city, no more pain. And boy, howdy, am I looking forward to that. No more pain. And um, the God that wants to give us that place of no more pain is Jesus Christ. He gave his life. He shed his blood. It took a good God to give his son. It took a good Savior to give his life. So that if a person realizes they're a sinner, puts their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, he'll save them the moment they turn to him. And that's a good God. And I just beg people not turn him away. Um, I've had atheists saved, Dennis. I had one atheist get saved. And he said to me, he said, John, I couldn't argue with you. You just kept saying God good. And he said, I finally one day I realized, why have I turned down such a good God all these years? And he gave his life to Christ. And I would love to know somebody give their life to Christ. He's a good God. And I would say to that person right now who's listening, why don't you take the offer that uh, God is making on behalf of you, the good God we've talked about who gave his son, Jesus Christ. You don't have to get down on your knees. You can do it right where you are, driving in a car, listening on an iPod or computer. But if you want to, it'd be a good idea to get down on your knees Mm -hmm. and just surrender your life to Christ. It is the greatest decision you'll ever make. And John, I just want to thank you and Donna for telling your story and for allowing us the privilege of... uh, and Bob, I know you you and I have worked together long enough. I know you feel the same. It's just an honor mm-hmm. to be in the studio with you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's you been an honor it. for us, too. Well, and we want to make sure that uh, those listeners who are interested in establishing 
a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And we want to invite you to get in touch with us. There's a book we'd love to send you that's called Pursuing God that explains what it means to to have a right relationship with God through Christ. And this book is available to you at no cost. All you have to do is call 1-800-FL-TODAY. And when someone answers the phone, just say, I am interested in becoming a Christian, and I'd like a copy of that book. And it will be our privilege to send it out to you. And we trust God will use it to help you begin to establish an ongoing relationship with God through Christ. Again, the title of the book is Pursuing God, and you can request it when you call 1-800-FL-TODAY. You can also request a copy of the CD of our conversation with John and Donna Bishop. We have that in our Family Life Resource Center, and when you contact us, we'll let you know how you can receive that CD. You can either order it online at familylife.com, or you can call us at 1-800-FL-TODAY, and uh, we'll make arrangements to uh, send a copy or to send multiple copies to you if you'd like. Again, the details of how you can order the CD are found online at familylife.com or simply call 1-800-358-6329. That's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. And uh, someone on our team will let you know how you can get the CD sent to you. Well, tomorrow we're going to meet another very remarkable couple, a couple that has weathered a significant storm in their marriage. We'll introduce you to Charlie and Lucy Wiedemeyer tomorrow, and I hope you can be back with us for that. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, and our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you back tomorrow for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.